Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring them The championship run deep in our vein. The entertainment rolling real cause it's all in the game. To us, you know, around the city doing it better than this. Just say look at this. You can look around who better than this. Nobody. Who your team, the Blazers, the Knicks, the Wizards, the Clippers, the Patriots, the Cowboys, Clippers, Tigers, the Chickens. USC, Gamecock, Shamrock, know what it is, man. Triple left a new podcast. Just join the game plan. Come on, come on. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your host Zay, Young Vander, and Bro Joe. What's popping, good people? Welcome back to the best new fantasy football podcast on the air, the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast, presented to you by Manscaped. I'm your host Zay. As always, I got the guys with me. Highlight the people, Young Vander. Fantasy Fiends, what's going on out there? And my guy, Bro Joe. What it is, Bro Joe? What's going on, Fantasy Fiend family? Yo, so we have an excellent show in store for you today. News and notes. We have your Fantasy Fix NFC West edition. Make sure you join us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Fee Family Facebook group. You can DM us. You can interact with us if you have questions, concerns, rumors, all that kind of good stuff. We're here for all of it. Let's go right ahead and hop into your news. And now your fantasy news. All right. So there have been several moving pieces as far as coaches are concerned. So we'll kind of get the ball rolling right there. The Colts have named Jim Bob Cooter as their OC. The Cardinals have named Drew Petzing as their new OC. The Panthers named Thomas Brown their new OC. The most notable name, the Commanders, have reportedly finalized the deal with one Eric the enemy to become their new OC. What are these jobs going to mean to these coaches? And do you think that there's fantasy implications um, when we're looking at some of these jobs or, or it's just namesake for some? Yeah, let me start off with uh, Carolina. So even though they have Thomas Brown, who I think is a really good coach, I wouldn't be surprised in the next few years, he's like a head coach, just the kind of character and what you hear about him. But right, right, already said, hopefully I'm not butchering his name. Um, he's going to call the plays for the foreseeable future. He didn't give an estimate as to when. And you know how that go. I think, honestly, he's going to stick to calling the plays until it don't work for uh, what he's doing philosophically. So I don't, you know, really see much from that, honestly. Basically, he's going to call the plays until somebody from upstairs tell him that it ain't his turn no more? That's right. 10-4. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> um, the guy who went to the Cardinals, I don't want to – so I'm, I'm not going to say names, but the guy who went to the Cardinals. Um, this one's an interesting one because uh, he's been around since, you know, uh, with the Vikings with North Turner. He's been there with Stefanski. Obviously, that was the last coach. But Pat Shermer as well. He's just a journeyman. But what you can kind of honestly see from his hire that I would take away from it is the run game. And I immediately kind of started looking at Connor. Definitely, have, he was already good. We already seen him what he was able to do in the red zone, but uh, just seeing what the offense does, I kind of just see it for the running game. We just don't know because Kyler Murray is such a piece. I don't think you run the same personnel that they've known for with the tight end bunches and everything else. What you have there with Kyler's skill set, but he's not going to be there. So I think that's another element we can't plan for. So I'm not as excited about that one. Uh, so going to the the Colts, I like I like Jim Bob Cooter. Remember, like that was somebody who who just spent time with the Jaguars and what he was able to do and be an instrumental in the development of 
uh, Trevor Lawrence, also what he did as a passing game coordinator. This guy knows how to throw the rock. I think if you could, if someone could take it from his hiring, it really affirms really what we can see them doing with the ball, moving it down the field. His offense is so vertical friendly. Like it brings upside to a guy like um, Michael Pittman. Uh, I think honestly Alec Pierce too. But that's something you know we just got to see those moving parts in free agency. But it's a definitely a pass happy offense. Um, it has some nuance to it. But they have a guy like Jonathan Taylor. So. I, I can't wait for Shane to say a little bit more because he hasn't really opened up too much about how he his plans for Jonathan Taylor. But I think obviously he I would think they don't do what he they did with the Eagles and run multiple backs. I would just think, you know, somebody his caliber. And Vander, what are your thoughts as far as the lateral move or the moving backwards, depending on how some people are looking at it, with Eric Bienemy going to the commanders? Well, firstly, I mean, initially I thought a lot of people thought it was a lateral move due to, you know, him still being the offensive coordinator. But uh, it's actually a little bit of a promotion in a way. Uh, okay. For, for two reasons. Uh, one, he got more guaranteed. Um, in Kansas City, he signed a lot of one-year deals. So every year is like a one-year, one-year, one-year. Here, he has a little more guaranteed, a little more comfortable uh, far as, you know, contractually. And uh, he's also named the assistant head coach, which is a title okay. that he didn't held. Uh, in Kansas City, so it's a little bump of a uh, of a promotion in a way. I know a lot of people think this guy deserves a head coaching job, which I thought this would definitely give him opportunity to. Uh, you know, as far as the doubters thinking that you know, boy Andy Reid is calling plays and all that is is all his. You know, the car is his, and, and we really get a chance to see what this guy really got. Any thoughts as far as the other coordinator jobs are concerned? Jim Bob Cuda, right? Yeah, went to the Colts. Yeah, probably the best name in football. <laughs> I, I definitely like that move. You know, Joe kind of alluded to as well. Like, this guy's a like a passing genie. So I do like that move uh, for them. Me seeing the uh, the hire for Carolina when I seen the guy, he's a former tight end coach for the Rams. I already knew in my mind he wasn't going to be calling plays. Like, <laughs> like, I already knew. You know what I'm saying? Tight end coach, going from a tight end coach to offensive coordinator. No way. Impossible. So I definitely didn't see him. Uh, he probably just a good guy, good coach. But with Frank Wright being there, him already being, a, you know, a, a OC before, I, I knew what time it was with that that hire. Uh, the Cardinals hire, I'm not really too uh, familiar with this guy here, to be honest with you. So. On the defensive coordinator side of things, there were two interesting interviews. The Broncos interviewed both Rex Ryan and Matt Patricia. Do you guys have a feel for what the Broncos are trying to do here? I kind of feel like Rex Ryan, he's one of those guys that head coach was a little bit out of his depth and breadth, but D.C. is right where he needs to be. I, I almost kind of feel the same way about Matt Patricia as well. Um, he was basically a square peg trying to be fit into a round hole with the Patriots this last go round as far as the assistant offensive whatever the hell his title was but he does run a pretty decent defense so are the broncos looking in the right direction as far as y'all concerned or do you have a favorite between the two and does it concern you with the fact that rex ryan hasn't said yes yet was there something that was there that he didn't quite like and it's probably not going to happen or would have already well firstly was he actually offered the job yet because i thought he was still in the interview process as far as ryan goes well either way um, if they aren't sold on them, wh why would that be as far as being a DC? Or if he isn't sold on them, like is there a 
I know some of the reports from ESPN were saying that he'd only leave ESPN if the right. situation was perfect. Right. Now, there hasn't been anything leaked as far as who hasn't said yes or no yet. But either way, kind of looking at the fit, I don't think they would have interviewed him if, if he didn't want him to be a part of it. So right. I think and it's kind of on Rick's. With Rick saying, you know, he only will come out of, you know, the, the broadcast booth or whatever, only for the right opportunity i thought he thought this would be a good opportunity for because this is the first time we hear him hearing of him interviewing with anyone right correct yep over the years that i can remember it. Uh, i think they're just probably just doing their due diligence i mean free agency hasn't even really quite started yet you know so the team is you know they he's just putting his his uh pieces together i think he just want to you know kick tires on a couple guys i think he's the best uh candidate for this position you already know how i feel about him Peyton already has a relationship with his brother. You know, Rob Ryan was a defensive coordinator down there in New Orleans when he was there for a few years. So that also probably could help. Maybe his brother can give him some insight on what kind of guy that Peyton is. Patricia, honestly, I'm not really feeling him. I thought he hired behind Bill Belichick for those years, got a job because he did go to Detroit and he was the head guy. It's not like Detroit was like a knockout defense or something like that. I, I think Patricia is just a guy that was hiding behind that that curtain. And uh, I I'm really not fond of him as far as being the defensive coordinator of this team. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said, too. And that's one. My whole thing on it was I thought they had Fangio. Fangio said no. And you let Evero leave the building. He first didn't want to be the interim head coach when they fired Hackett. And then he decided he wanted to get um, the permission to interview elsewhere. I don't know. Patricia and Rex to me is like a little I think it's a reach, man. I like Rex Ryan's uh, defense, but I feel like you got to have when it was in its peak, everybody was bought into that defense. But then after a while, like after that system been it was in the league for a few years, it's like the adjustments and stuff like that kind of fell short as the years went on. What I mean by adjustments, like his defensive scheme, it wasn't, I don't know, it just wasn't the, quite the same after a while. Like I feel like it got too complicated with, with some of the installs and things that he was doing. But we already know when he had Cromartie and Revis those early years with Bart Scott with that mint and Muhammad, uh, was it Muhammad Wilkerson? So, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I, I love Rex, you know, personality going there, definitely. Looking at a few injuries that may affect the near and distant future, we have uh, Brock Purdy, who had to kind of push out his surgery for his elbow. He was planning on having it uh, done by now. They're saying that there's quite a bit of swelling, and they want to wait until that swelling goes down before they do anything with it. The report is even with the surgery being pushed back, he still could slash should be ready for uh, camps. But does this make you guys think that it's going to be less likely now that Trey Lance gets moved? I know there was a little bit of scuttlebutt going around for a while. Um, and I know that may be something that Vander will address a little bit later on um, in our fix it um, portion of the show as well. But do we think that this is significant, the fact that it's still swollen, and do we think that it's significant enough that this may mean Lance may not go anywhere and they may bring in someone else of note just in case? I definitely think it's significant because, you know, some of the rumblings was he may not need surgery at all. So now that they're saying, now they're saying, okay, there's a surgery that's going to be done. I've been hearing all kinds of different things. People saying six months, some people saying a year. And everybody heals differently, right? Um, you just never really know. Look how long it took Jimmy G to come back from his high ankle sprain. And then we got Pat Mahomes playing on a damn high ankle sprain. T.O. Nice. come back off a broke leg in like four weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like everybody different. You know what I mean? It's always the healing process. So uh, I guess it could be and anywhere the pain from pain tolerance process as well. Right. So it could be anywhere from six to twelve, I guess. But this definitely is some significance. 
uh, being that the surgery is going to be pushed back and that it's actually a surgery because, again, they thought it could have been just, you know, just some rest and maybe some um, physical therapy or something like that. But my guess would be, you know, Trey would probably be the head. Jimmy G definitely is out. Of, he's definitely out of there. Him and uh, Shanahan doesn't have the best relationship. And I'm looking for him to bring in a veteran, maybe someone familiar with the offense. Again, I threw around the name Matt Ryan. This is a possibility. Uh, he'll be a nice veteran to come in and maybe tutor uh, the young kid while he take that position. Yeah, I think, like you said, it's just not too much clarity with it. And like you said, you got the same the same thing that Vanda just said as far as the timetable. It's tough. And I mean, I know Ben Roethlisberger's situation when he broke his arm. Well, I don't know. It was a total reconstruction with him. But we knew it took him even, you know, a whole year to come back from something like that. And to Vanda's point, everybody heals differently. And we're talking about somebody who didn't have the best of arms already. Like, what is that arm going to even look like in order to compete with Trey Lance, who we know doesn't have a problem throwing the ball anywhere across the field? So, like that point, it's going to be interesting. Now, this is more of an opinion piece, if you will, but I found it very fascinating that the Athletics' Bob Sturm writes that the consensus opinion from analysis and scouts in the uh, um, for the Cowboys is that Ezekiel Elliott has very little left in the tank. This is a, an opinion piece, but several analysts and scouts are saying that he just don't quite look like himself anymore. Now, granted, I don't know what they've seen. It's not like they've had any, you know, well, I'm assuming they haven't had workouts and things of that nature, you know, this soon. But it sounds as if they're trying to strike up the narrative that Ezekiel Elliott is expendable more so than anything else is kind of what I got out of it. What do we think is about to happen with Zeke? And do you actually agree with the opinion? Uh, I mean, just look at the numbers, look at the production on the field. I mean, he's been pretty much trending the other way. He's getting close to 30 years old. We already know what that looks like for an NFL running back. This is a guy that started his career with, you know, carrying that thing over 300 times a season, maybe something like that. Like he was really, you know, up there in the ranks as far as, you know, attempts early on in his career. Um, I've been reading some of the most of the guys around the league are saying the same thing. Like he, he'd be hard pressed to get a minimum deal from anywhere. The only the, what it basically saying is he only can make minimum a uh, year money. He he will make that anywhere else except Dallas. So basically saying Dallas would be the only team that would pay him more than a, a veteran's minimum right now. So he's going into the Melvin Gordon phase of his career, basically. Is what that's mm-hmm. that's what it's like. I mean, it happens to the best of them, man. We've seen it. Look at AP. Is yeah. it, this is one of the best running backs of all time. But we've seen that, you know process but you know it's funny like he still has something that he's good at um and fast past pro he's the best in the league you know he's just the best in the league picking up um but don't be surprised like if he does get cut which is still not impossible the one guy that likes these kind of guys is bill belichick Corey dillon you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he he will take your garbage. LeGarrette Blunt. You know what I'm saying? And and, yeah. and just have them a role and they'll do that role. Um he can turn Zeke into probably a short yardage back and also yeah. you know, pass protect for the, the young quarterback that he got in Matt Jones. So not saying the pages will be interested, but And I that's the Bill, one thing that I Ramondre Stevenson isn't very good at. So I mean to your point, that that yeah, okay. Right. I see where you're coming from. I honestly agree with what the opinion was in that piece. I mean, even if you look at the game laws, it's nothing really to write home about. We talk about him getting, uh, you know, last. even if we look at the last five, he got 15, 16, 16, 19, and then he even had eight carries. And that last game, the second to last game, he averaged 1.95 yards. Like, looking at even his yards per carry, it's like how did he even average 3.79 yards? It should have been way lower than that. 
I mean, I'm gonna do you one better. The guy didn't have 100 yards rushing all year long. That's what I was seeing too. Uh, what right, what more you need to see? I mean, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, man. What you no, no, no. I'm just saying this is Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, it, it, it's just tough, man. Because like you, like you said, like he's been a trooper. He's played year to year, but it's just the knees, man. Like uh, looking at some of his injury reports, like even though it wasn't significant to where uh, he hasn't presented himself to miss time, he's had a lot of uh, lower extremity injuries on the reports, and it kind of just plays to that lack of explosiveness and everything else. He comes out swinging, you know, those first few games, he looked pretty sharp. But that second half of the season, he just don't – he don't got it no more. And the thing that makes it look even worse is the fact that there's another running back with that same offensive line that's making it go. So it stands out even more that you right, are taking right. advantage of what's there. That's going to be interesting. They, they definitely got some some tricky things going on, you know, as far as Dallas. I know we get into yeah. it later once we – well, we did NFC East last week, so. Mm-hmm. But anyway – um. They got some tricky things. I mean, do you franchise tag this guy? You know, as far as Pollard, um, do you cut Ezekiel Elliott? I've seen mock drafts where Dallas is drafting uh, Bajan. You know what I'm saying? So, right. do you do you go up and, and take the running back in the first round um, and let him be the man for the next couple of years? Like, there's so much they got going on like over there in Dallas. This is a little bit of a different running back situation. The Saints running back, Admiral Kamara, we've uh, probably all seen the video at this point that he's uh, been indicted on battery charges stemming from his role in an assault that took place last February in a Las Vegas nightclub or outside of a Las Vegas nightclub. We're thinking at this point, based on video evidence and, you know, the track record of the NFL that we're probably looking at a six game suspension. The the one good thing for Kamara is the public hasn't really had an outcry one way or another with an opinion or with any type of a cancel culture type of reaction to the video and to his situation. So a lot of what other players were dealing with going through getting in and getting out of kind of hid his situation for the vast majority of the time and now it's like old news and the only time you see it is like in a blurb you know on a, on a <laughs> talking about fantasy football or talking about you know possible moves that the saints may make but i, I think that the nfl doesn't kind of have to overextend themselves as far as his punishment is concerned, they can kind of just go with what their track record says, which is four to six games. But do you guys see anything additional coming out of this situation as far as suspension is concerned or whether it be as far as draft or free agency is concerned due to them needing additional help with running back? Well, as far as the suspension is concerned, I don't think there'd be any additional things than, you know, you know, just, you know, business as usual. It's nothing against kids. It's no nothing against women, you know, things like that. So it's just some guys brawling it out, you know. Um, so I don't think there'll be anything additional. As far as the running back situation for this team, uh, I, I do think they're bringing some guys. I mean, Mark Ingram, he's out of there. They had David Johnson who's out of there. Uh, the only guys right now that's on the roster contractually besides Evan Camaro would be Eno Benjamin and the great Dwayne Washington. So with that being said, I definitely do think these guys, I mean, the, the draft is loaded with running backs. So I could definitely see them maybe grabbing a guy in the draft or maybe one of these veterans, or maybe an Ezekiel Elliott. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Who can go down there and stand in for those uh, games to come back. And hell, hell Ezekiel Elliott is like a better Mark Ingram. 
So they could have their own uh-huh. thunder and lightning all over again. Who knows? True, you never true. know. You know what I'm saying? But I definitely think either a veteran or they may go in the draft and grab a guy. But I definitely think a running back will be added uh, to this team in the offseason. Yeah, I, I'm undecided. I mean, I just want to see it play out only because it's just like to Vanna's point, which I agree a thousand percent. It's not like it's like kids or women or anything like that. But I just find, I'm just trying to find where the thin line is because some people say like Kevin, what Calvin really did was the integrity of the game is compromised. But someone that's, you know, a franchise player, somebody that you know a figure to a team you know one of a recognizable player doing something that vicious is you know if it's between two men i think honestly we can sweep it under the rug but how violent that was to me personally i'm not trying to say that he should be held accountable to the fullest extent for what else took place in that video but it just doesn't paint that picture you know what i mean like i would lean more like eight games in my opinion more than the six i'm gonna keep it a buck with you Everything that you just said is amazing. And that's why I mess with you because you, you, you come from a purist point of view. But for me, it's one of those fuck around and find out type situations. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have a lot of this could have been avoided. Like if you're not built like that and you're trying to come up against somebody that work out for a living and, and is obviously stronger than you and he's with two, three, four other... Sometimes you just got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, you know? I, I don't know. I, I just... it's You know what? I'm sexist. That's the thing. Because just about anything <laughs> can happen to a dude. Just about anything can happen to a dude. And I'm like, eh, what did he do? Like, did he have to be there? Did he have to just... You know, but if it's... Like you said, if it's women or children, Different emotions are evoked, but he got in the fight and he won the fight. Like I mean, that's that's what happened. Stumping this man out, not him per se, but the that's what I mean, like the video just depicts something well, so violent. You know what I mean? That's one of the things that can happen if you lose a fight. That's why you don't fight. If you don't lose. <laughs> like, like, like that's the thing. Like, you can't tell me how to attack you if you attack me. Like, okay, you just hit me once. I could hit you once, and we call it over. Or I might slam you to the ground and stump you out. Like, you can't tell me how to react to your bullshit. So, again, if it wasn't a dude, I'd probably think differently about it. But it's a fight, and he has to be suspended for, you know, whatever the assault, you know, charge is under the CBA, whatever the case may be. And then it's it's moving on from there, in my humble opinion. I don't know. Uh, I mean, just give him the six games and keep it pushing. Like, nothing to see here. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, and maybe coming from um, the background that we all come from or been through a scene and club fights and all that, I've been in right. personally. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is this is nothing. This is like, you know, guys, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it's just another day in the office. You know what I'm saying? Right. And give him the six games because that was the rules I have in place. But right. someone's like looking for more. Nah, not here. There's no public outcry here. I mean, I, I don't even think. I don't even think this is one of the situations where you go up and try to defend yourself, and then you go back and forth. I mean, it's, it is what it is. I, I think. Right, we'll right. See. And I, I, I agree. But um, like I said, it's just the the fine print, the fine the fine line of integrity of the game. Oh, oh, get this man a year for betting. I understand it pertains. Wait, to wait, 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 wait. What was the first thing you said? The what? The integrity of the game. One more time for the people in the back. The integrity of the game. Me beating somebody ass at the club ain't got nothing to do with the integrity of the game. That's the difference. So <laughs> you yeah, bet on a game. Yeah, yeah, like that's, that's all that's posted right. in the locker room and everything. Please don't bet on this shit. You're gonna get suspended. Like that's so, the one rule that's posted in every locker no, room. No, like not so, don't so, get in a fight this weekend. 
Okay, so this is my <laughs> thing, right? So this, because so, this is what I mean by integrity of the game, right? As men, like for what you said, as men, it's not. It's like you said, it's business as usual. It's nothing to talk about. But again, we're talking about athletes. We're talking about people who are a face of an organization. Do they have anybody on that team that's to sell jerseys other than Kamar at this point? Like on their roster, aside from Alave? Like what I so mean you're is saying this, that there should be different rules depending on your level of popularity. How, no, how you saying, govern I, that? no, but I'm but I'm just saying like, but players should govern themselves. That, that's that's what I'm saying. I, I agree. Put yourself agree, in a predicament like that. That's, Look at that's that video. Didn't, didn't the guy was a, the the initiator though? The other I, guy. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, don't start none, won't be none. Like, like yeah. you you. And you got to understand ass. also, he, man. You was trying to show out. You got to understand also, man. You 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 know you're a target, right? Right. These guys are targets. They go out and there's somebody saying, "Hey, f you, man. You suck." Or you know, I, you're not all that, and just you know, just doing all things. Oh, he's not big as I thought he was. Trying just to bait, all, yeah. just all kind of stuff. You know, what I'm saying, trying to bait you to beat them up so they can get a lawsuit. You know, you exactly. see that, that type of thing all the time. So I done got um, beat up for free. I I take an L for for a nice little lawsuit. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So and, and 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 that's what these guys are also dealing with. So a lot of times people are like, oh, well, they need to get you know all these entourages around them, and you know that's what the problem. Not really. You know, sometimes these guys are around to maybe even like protect you in a way they might not be paid security all the time but sometimes like you'll just you know keep people away from you you know what i'm saying because going out by right. yourself i mean you, you you think if this if evan camaro is in a philadelphia bar i think that would go mm-hmm. if it's an nfc championship you know <laughs> like, like you know what i mean like how you think that's, that's gonna go who's at fault then you see what i'm saying so it's just one of those when things like, by myself in philly i could tell you that good luck right so i, I wouldn't say you know I get it. You're the face of the franchise or whatever. I get it. But this guy, he comes from a background, a culture. He like to hang out, go to certain events. And I think it's with his girlfriend too, even at the time, who's a WNBA player at the time. So it's like, he's not, I don't think he's out looking for trouble, but trouble tends to find you sometimes. Drinks are flowing, people are intoxicated, things are said. And it happens All it takes now. is one person feeling disrespected and it can change the yeah. whole but, evening or the whole but, life. Mm-hmm. But think about it. I mean, you know, the Saints, they're, they're in the market for quarterbacks. Maybe they have a new guy coming in to, to sell jerseys. So, <laughs> <laughs> Because they're in the market for a quarterback, they may also put them in the market to move on from a running back. You know, as, mm. as we always say, running backs don't normally get better at a buy. And, I, and if I'm not mistaken, isn't Kamara and Elliott right around the same age? I'm, I'm, I'm not 100% certain on that, but I, I know Zeke is 27. I want to say Kamara is, is he 26, 27, somewhere in that same vein? He's 27 years old. 27, okay, so, I mean, same part of the career, if you will. Now, granted, he wasn't ran into the ground the way Zeke was early on, so that matters as well. But just saying, you know, they don't normally get better. And you're in a situation where you got to pay a few other positions. Maybe running back is one of those positions you kind of punt down the, uh, you know, punt down the road, kick the can down the road a little bit because you can find running backs just about everywhere. Whether that's fair or unfair to say, you can definitely get production seemingly from a lot of different happenstances. Another running back who made a bit of a change, and I'm more interested to know your opinion on how it affects his teammate. But we have the Packers running back Aaron Jones, who has agreed to restructure his contract, shifting most of his 2023 money to a signing bonus. Do you get any inkling of how this could affect Dylan? Or is this just a, we're trying to free up as much money as possible to see if we can still make a few moves just in case Aaron Rodgers sticks around? Because I don't kind of see why they would be so interested in, you know, dealing with the cap if Aaron Rodgers is actually going. 
because that's going to free up like 50 million or something like that. With the uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Aaron, um, it's really kind of tough because it all depends on what they're willing to do beforehand. So say, for example, they come to an, the team comes to agreement, whoever wants to trade for them, and they take that money off their book, then yeah, they're free of 50 million. But also you got to live under the presumption that it's not. And with his contract, his deadline is March 17th, like I, with uh, Aaron Rodgers. You got to that, fine, that, that, that finite amount of time before you actually owe this man some money, irregardless if you move on from him later. I think what it does for Aaron for Aaron Jones is more or less like it's sad to use Melvin Gordon as the poster child, but look at the like they gave Aaron Jones all his most of his money up front. Now this is just him getting it guaranteed and also having another year on his team. <clears throat> Great player. I think he's a phenomenal talent for what he did uh catching the ball and he has some actually some career stats this year. Uh, but it's also ultimatum, like, hey, do us this solid a second time, mind you. Why not? Any, I any... mean, like, like as far as from the, the player side, why wouldn't I want that? You you give yeah, me all my right. money right now? I mean, it's a hookup to the team because of the way it uh, the way it opens up the cap. But it's also a hookup to the player that I'm getting all my money versus you stringing it out. Hell yeah, that's how I look at it, too. Well, I think the Packers are also trying to free up money as well. I mean, you got Alan Lazar, who's a free agent. You know what I mean? So I'm not sure if he's going to come back. You know, there's a couple of guys that need to take care of. I mean, besides the whole Aaron Rodgers debacle, you still have, you know, the, the starting defensive end. Uh, Dean Lowry is a guy that's also a free agent. I'm not sure they're going to bring back Jaron Reed, uh, even Adrian Amos, uh, the former Pro Bowlers on uh, the defensive side. So they got a few little guys here and there that could probably they can use. And You know, Packers are not really a team that's really big in free agency when it comes to bringing people in. Nah, they're a lot like the Cowboys. I like to be homegrown and drafted. Yeah, I mean, they, they're probably worse than the Cowboys, like. The Cowboys at least, you know, will bring somebody in. Like the Packers don't bring nobody in. Like it's just like we got what we got. You know what I'm saying? But um I think that's what it is though. Just free up some money to take care of some other guys. I, and what it does for Dylan is like another year on the pine, you know what I'm saying? Because Aaron Jones is not getting out of the way. Uh, and then you know, Aaron Jones still I mean, uh, Dylan still has what, two years left on his deal? I believe so. And so it it looks like so, they're gonna be hand in hand the rest of the time. Both so of them yeah, are there. They could just it's or, a just a cheap, cheap labor. Pretty much when it comes to that. Moving on to the wide receivers, uh, Nicole Hartman underwent groin surgery on yesterday, actually. They're thinking that he should be good to go when camp rolls back around. The Giants signed wide receiver Isaiah Hodgins, who showed up and showed out at the right time. Titans released wide receiver Robert Woods. So what do we have with this hodgepodge group of wide receivers? I, I love the fact that Isaiah Hodgins, I think he can maintain what he was able to do this year. Now, granted, they had no wide receiver talent. This would be a prime place for DeAndre Hopkins to end up. But they had no wide receiver talent um, due to injury and just due to a lackluster roster at that position in general. But when Shepard got hurt and Galladay was hurt for a good part of the season and he just isn't that good as well. You kind of had Hodgins and Slayton, and then you had out of the backfield, you know, Saquon. But outside of that, there really wasn't much to speak of for Jones to do as well as he did. A lot of that was on the back of being able to rush the ball and him being able to run the ball. He played himself into a good situation. That whole team, um, as far as the Giants is concerned, is kind of in flux. They're, they're looking at both Jones and Barkley, kind of asking for more than what they are offering right now. And I can see them letting Barkley more likely to be let go, but I can see them franchising Jones and kind of making him prove it again, if you will. Yeah, I mean, Hodgins, I guess I, I could see him, you know, staying in the fold of the season. I think they will go out and get some wide receiver help. 
um, especially with Galladay probably being moving along. Uh, Sterling Shepard just recently getting released. Wandell will be there, and I'm pretty sure they bring a veteran in. Right, right. Um, I think Robert Woods will probably end up back in L.A. Uh, that Allen Robinson project didn't came out too well. Now he's still under contract. If they if they cut Robinson, is there a, a I don't know his dead cap situation or if it's kind of you know not a big well, deal there. Bro. It's not it's not really a huge deal if he's there anyway. Because I mean, it's still a person filling in for the uh, the young boy who hasn't really been proving himself. What's the young boy name? The other wide receiver, Nicky Kid. You talking about um, not Atwell? No, the other starter, the tall Jefferson? kid, Richie James. No, Van Jefferson. Jefferson. So yeah, so even if Allen Robinson's still there, I mean, you know, Woods is just a guy that he can play all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Inside and out, he knows the system. He's done well in the system. Hell, I just seen uh, Cooper Cup tweeted something about him. You know, raising his hand, saying, you know, come back over there anyway. So I think he's missing that locker room and what he does for that wide receiving core over there. And then uh, thirdly, who was the other guy, the third guy? Uh, Miko Hartman underwent growing surgery. Yeah, Miko Hartman, who's also a free agent. Don't be surprised if he ends up in Washington following the enemy. You know what I mean? Mm, A lot of guys tend to take guys with them. Uh, You know, even though Washington has their own decent receiving core, you know, you got Johan there, Samuel, and then, uh, of course, uh, Scary Terry. But don't be surprised if a guy like Miko will get some interest uh, from a from a team like Washington, but I don't think he will be re-signing with Kansas City at all. The only tight end news we have out there, Zach Ertz indicates that he should be ready to go by week one of next season. His quarterback won't be ready to go until probably about midseason. Do we see Arizona taking a big step back this year with so many new moving parts? And I don't want to step on your toes, Vander, because I know we're about to talk about how to fix that team. But as far as Let's just look at the injury side of it right now, and then you can kind of go, you know, a little bit more in depth when we get to the NFC West part of the show. But is is this team going to be one of those teams that's derailed from the start based on who isn't going to be able to show up? Yeah, this is a rental. This is a rental project. The house that you see today would definitely be the house you see tomorrow. Um, not only with the you know the starting quarterback being out for a while, but there's going to be a lot of guys moving out of there. So I think this guy's going to come in and put his own. His own paint on the wall, you know what I mean? It's going to probably take a while. It's, it's kind of like a, not quite a a hardcore rebuild, but they definitely it do it. Feels like a Cincinnati. What you mean by that? They have most of the parts, but it's going to take it all coming together at the right time. Uh, I don't know about that. Cincinnati is in way better shape than the Cardinals. Well, I mean, well, now that's what I'm saying. Like like where Cincinnati was, and then the changes that had to be made, and where they are now. That's what I think Arizona is going to have to attempt to do. The first thing this guy to do is find an identity. Like what Fact. team? What kind of team is this going to be? What are we going to do? You just had a guy that left with a college style offense, came in, and we saw that go. We'll see how that went. And, and of course, the coaches want to bring their guys in. So along with bringing his own guys in, getting some of these old guys out, and really getting an idea on what kind of team we're going to be because this is a defensive minded head coach. So I don't. And this this new coordinator, I'm Joe. Probably know him better than I do, so I'm not sure what he's coming with. You know what I'm saying? He says it's going to be more of a run-based team. Okay, that's cool. Are you going to keep the highly injured James Conner in his role? Are you going to move on to the young kid who I think who probably end up taking the reins there? Or are you going to bring – like, what style of running back do you need for your system? Like, there's so much moving parts. The one guy I like to always go back to is, like, Namdi Asamoa. You know, we've seen him right. – Back in the day, he was a shutdown corner for the Raiders. The Raiders. He was yep. considered one of the best corners in the league. And then yep. he goes east, and then he's like one of the worst system. corners in the league. You know yep. what I'm saying? Because you try to, you, you see this high quality corner, and you're like, oh, it's free agency. We need a corner. Let's get him. But he didn't quite fit what you want to do. 
You got him on one side. You got my guy. Um, what's my guy from the Patriots? Son, um, Asante Samuel on the other side. Right. Like it just, right. I mean, the names look good, but for what they both do, it's just is a bad fit. So it's just one of those things. Like our coaches got to do that. They got to get their guys in, and then so it's gonna take a little while before they see this team really take off. And that about wraps up the news. Let's go ahead and get into our fantasy fixer NFC West edition. All right, guys. So you have been assigned two teams each. Joe, you're going to be tackling your boy, Seattle, and also the Rams. And then Vander, you're going to be tackling your boy, San Fran, in Arizona. So we're going to go ahead and kick it off with Joe. Let's start out with your boy, Seattle. What do we need to do to fix this team? Man, I, I really wish I was the GM because as it stands right now, I really like the shape of our team, obviously. The good thing, we got cap space, you know, I think. And we have the fifth overall pick. Just to keep it simple, as far as restructures, we're going to restructure Jamal Adams. We're going to try to give him some new money so we can free up some cap space. Uh, and Wosu, we're going to try to um, we're gonna make him restructure as well. And Tyler Lockett, just to bring – well, Jamal Adams, we might have to have to give him a new deal. We don't know. But we're going to say we're going to restructure him, right? We need to open up this cap space even more because now we're going to have about – let's estimate it about $52 million. I need to talk to Baltimore. Baltimore, what's up with Lamar Jackson? I got the fifth overall pick. I got a couple uh, first round picks the next couple years. Can you okay. can you holler at your boy? Because if okay. we can't get you, we're gonna draft our guy. We're gonna get somebody in the draft. But so you send the Geno, the number five. What else? Oh, no. what, what are we sending? So Geno's gonna be. He's free. He's free to go wherever he wants. Oh, he's a free agent. Okay, my. That I'm gonna let Geno go. Okay. Um, we're gonna give up the fifth overall pick. We're gonna give up the second, I guess, and then the first and second next year, and probably the year after that. We're going all in. We're giving them three first, wow. two seconds this year and next year. We're gonna swing for Lamar. As far as our free agents, we're gonna try to go over the Philadelphia just released Hardgrave just to fill in the interior defense. We're gonna go uh Inakwe, the guy who just played for was it the Raiders? He played for the Raiders this year. And then we're gonna tackle the Maybe tackle for the, position. The coach. The Colts. Oh, yeah, he did play for the Colts this, this year. He didn't play for all of them teams, technically. But I'm glad you pointed out. Yeah, he played for the Colts. Thank you so much for that. And then as far as the tackle, we're going to try to get Taylor Lewan or Juwan Taylor. And I think that's a playoff team, honestly, where if we do those moves, will it happen? No. But I was the GM for uh, the Seattle Seahawks. I like it. I like it. So, Vander, do you have anything to input as far as the moves that Joe would make for Seattle? And then I'm going to go ahead and let uh, you hit up San Fran before he goes uh, to the Rams. I think he addressed the need on this team. Um, Seattle coming in, one of the worst run defenses in the league. So by him talking about adding, you know, Hargrave, you know, my Bulldog alum, and also uh, bringing in Inakwe, I think those are really two good moves as far as, you know, showing up the interior. I'm surprised about the Lamar Jackson move for sure. Like I, I thought Geno has proven himself, you know, to be you know, a good quarterback. Uh, and, you know, he fits this um, this team. So I'm, I'm really surprised by the by the Lamar Jackson move. That's that's extremely shocking. Rebuttal, Joe? No, nah, we, we got, again, we got to go big. And, you know, I think this is the, the best opportunity. We can clear this cap space. We got $52 million. Let me holler at your boy. So let me, let ask, me, you, take a stab let me ask you something. So you you okay with spending 50 plus million in Lamar and maybe save you a few more bucks 
then uh, resign a guy like Gino. Like, you okay with that? And take that other money and put some other areas out. Maybe you can use this and help that. So the cap space, that's just the cap space. I'm not going – that's not going to be how the contract work out, obviously. But it freed me up to do those other moves and afford to do what could be possible to get somebody like Lamar. You know, the good thing about these deals, the first year isn't for all the, the marbles anyway. These deals are really friendly and they front load a lot of that guaranteed money at signing anyway. So I wouldn't be paying a lot for them. And I just feel like this, like we we in a softening state in our division where nobody has the hemothy in our division. We need to strike. Well, aside from Murray, but we need to kind of add fuel, you know, fuel to that fire. We just bolstered the defense. Why not go for a, a elite quarterback? We're not going to go for, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Come on now. One last question. Do you resign with Sharp Penny? <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke. <laughs> I, inside. I, I, I really want to know. Really, <laughs> hey, because think about it. I know Rashad Penny. He left this year with a uh, yeah with a uh, year ending injury. But this guy was averaging like six point one yards a carry or something before. Like it was, like he another Carson though. You know what I mean? Every year. Yeah, he does. I love him when he's healthy. Let's not get it twisted. He just like he like Carson. We, you know, we just let him go. Why am I gonna pay him? You know, five six million. What Penny just, is Penny is the guy that you start. For like the first month of the fantasy season, if you went zero running back and you're fine until you make a trade or figure out who on the waiver is actually gonna make the come up, <laughs> but he gonna get hurt. Like that, you, you you can't have him in your plans for the playoffs. You can't have him in your plans for next year. He gonna get hurt. He just one of them dudes. And I and I hate to paint that picture, but it's just certain dudes that it's like Zay. You can't predict injury. The fuck I can't. I mean, um, excuse my French. It's just some people you can predict injury on. He's one of them. Mike Williams. He's another one. It's just some dudes that are gonna get hurt, and I I can't trust Penny. I just can't. Unless he want to resign for next to nothing. If he want to resign for the veteran minimum, I'll take what I can get for him for that first month. Boom. I'll do that too. Vander, you up. Holla at your boy. How you fixing your team, San Fran? Man, to be honest with you, man, this team don't need fixing. Like, it's there. Like, everything that's needed to be there is pretty much there. At first, I mean, you got to address this quarterback situation. You know, you go ahead and let Trey take over for now. I mean, we spent too much uh, too much draft capital and, and getting him there. So you got to see what you got. Go ahead and give uh, Brock Purdy time to, you know, lick his wounds, heal up. I would bring in, like I said, the old veteran, maybe like a Matt Ryan, someone to tutor my young quarterback who also knows the Shanahan system, a guy who has had his best year to date in the same system when he won the MVP back in Atlanta. But, you know, he's not like some, you know, it's, it's just good to have him in and he should be pretty cheap. Um, right. We, we definitely need to maybe draft or find us a right tackle. Mike McGlinchey. He would be a free agent, but I'll probably mm-hmm. move on from him. The, the rest of the offensive line, we pretty much, you know, it's pretty not pretty sold up. Uh, our center's a free agent, but you can find those. You know what I mean? um, some tackles that you can't find nowhere. All right. Uh, as far as the defensive end, Jimmy Ward, thank you for your services. I think we, I will move on from him. We also have Tashawn Gibson at the safety. I will move on from him as well. I'm, I'm happy what I'm seeing from Chavarius uh, Ward. The safety pro bowler to Funga. Uh Manuel Mosley, I'm okay with bring him back in the fold. He was banged up a little bit this year. And I also want to give a contract to my boy, um, the linebacker Azir. Because our linebacker core is pretty solid. So he's the only one that's, you know, ready to get his money. I will bring him back. Javon Kinlaw, I will see if I can get something for him. Didn't really, you know, we draft him high out of South Carolina. He hasn't quite panned out yet. 
with the rest of this team, I'm just bolstering what my shims are, which we good at stopping the run. So I'm okay with bringing in those old veterans that still have like one year left in the tank and want to sign the minimum, a la like Eagles did with Dominican Sue, Le'Veon, Joseph, guys like that that still you know have something in the tank left and bring those in, just kind of like deepen the team up a little bit um, as far as the defensive end. But that's pretty much it. There's not really much need to be done here. I think this offense is squared away. We get Christian McCaffrey uh, off season, uh, a whole off season, you know, a camp to really engulf in this offense and, and come up with some things with him. Elijah Mitchell's locked in. Hell, if we can get a receiver, I mean, I'm okay with bringing a receiver. Okay, so that's what I'm I was okay going to ask you. Yeah, the receiver portion of this for what we do, it's not really because we're more of a run to the catch kind of team, right? So for what we do. We don't need really the big name guys like that. Um, we got Debo. He's square. Brandon Ayuk. Do you? Has, do you? We, what you mean? Like Debo, one of them dudes, man. He's really only had what one year out of his four or five where he wasn't hurt. Yeah, I mean, a he, significant amount of time. But, I mean, but like, he's locked. He's locked in financially. Like we, he's yeah. he, he locked in with. Does, him. does that make it better? No. I would. Almost, I was going to ask you this: Would you consider possibly trading Debo? And going a different direction as far as that uh maybe making IU your number one and going a different direction with your number two. As you said, you don't really need big names for that system. Right. I would think if IU can be your outside and let's say a guy, like you said, run after the catch. Let's say a guy like a um like um, Myers that came from uh, the Patriots, and then you get maybe another pick, or you know, you get you know, you go somewhere else with with that position. But th- with the amount of money and the fact that he's always hurt, I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I, I didn't, I didn't like him when they gave him the money to begin with. You, you know, you know how I told y'all I felt about Debo that right. he's been hurt since high school. So I, I don't, but I don't from know what we have, I mean, Debo is a football player. He's not really yeah. a wide receiver. So that's the kind of. His, his saving grace, you know what I'm saying? Because think about which it. is why I wouldn't want to depend on him though. Because he, well, he, he, well we he don't depend so on much him. To that offense. Not 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 since McCaffrey came along. He's well, really this playing. Is true. This he's is really true. playing more right. receiver right. than running the ball. So for right. that right. reason, I would want to keep him around because McCaffrey ain't the the healthiest guy in the shed either. You know what I mean? So at least we know our well, offenses see, can very well interchange. If one go down, then the other one can kind of hold it up till the other one comes back. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I see where you coming. But from. we don't really okay. need any big. We don't need a D Hop. We don't need you know uh, Odell Beckham Jr. We don't need any big time guys. I'm okay. Jawan Jennings, he's young. I'm okay with you know getting a guy in that slot. I would like to have maybe like maybe I go for a, a hundred. I can do a hundred Renfro. I can do a hundred Renfro. I, I don't think Renfro available. Juju is. Yeah, hundred Renfro is going to be available. He would not be available oh. next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. That's yeah, how. You, why you yeah. say that? He will. Him and him. Just look for him and also um, Waller not to be in the Raiders next year. I don't see, okay. I see both of them shipping off. Okay. But real okay. quick, I, I've heard rumblings that the Patriots possibly interested in Debo. I know it's weird. I hope we don't. But I hope we don't. That yeah, is Bill Belichick type of a player, though. He's like utility I've, guys. I've heard that, you know what I'm saying, You know, in the, in the streets. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not sure you know how true that's going to be or whatever, but I think this team is 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 built to make another run. I mean, defensively, just keep the guys there defensively. Draft defense, offensive line. It's all about winning the line of scrimmage. If you can do that, you'd be pretty successful. So I think we got enough skill players to to get to the next level. What you got to say about that, bro, Joe? I like it, man. I do got to say the Emmanuel Mosley. He did take a, a guy um, that I want by resigning him. 
but that's okay. You know, I'm, I'm a rebound from that. But I think it was solid. The 49ers had a great opportunity where you don't need to rush to trade Lance or to do anything in regards to Purdy. Because I think Lance will come back with a short leash because of the success of Purdy, which allowed him to be fully healed and ready to, you know, he's going to be, a, I don't, I think it's going to be a shorter leash with Lance due to the fact that, you know, we, you know, we've seen what he's done. And, and Kittle then went on to say that he deserves, just to, you know, a, 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 a very good fight for the starting job. He deserves the fight, uh, you know, the starting job, in fact. So I think, you know, it's a great position for the 49ers. Like Vanda said, you just got to – you really don't got to do much. I think that, you know, he's really spot on with that. All right, bro. Go ahead and hit us up with your assessments of how we can go about fixing the Rams. Man, this is this is tough, man. I'm already negative 15 million, man, 15.7. We don't got to worry about Stafford. You know, he already on the league minimum. He's making 1.5 this year, so we can't do nothing with that. But Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup. Uh, we're going to try to ex- uh, extend our tackle note boom, and we're going to try to get all that together with also trading Jalen Ramsey. I got to get that out. I got to move to Jalen Ramsey. Uh, one thing I do like is Amirad already was talking about, hey, y- your boy golf over here, come holla, come holla at us. And Jalen Ramsey did respond to that tweet. He made it real sweet to say, like, I say like I wouldn't do it, but, you know, we got to see what the future holds. But I need that $17 million off the book, so we're going to pretend for this sake – he gonna go to Detroit. Detroit gonna send us the first round pick, uh, number eighteen, in return for Jalen Ramsey. You giving me a first for Jalen? My personal opinion. What I'm gonna do with now that we restructured, we done traded him away. I'm gonna I'm get on the phone. I'm gonna holler at the Bengals. Uh, Jesse uh, Jesse Bates, holler at your boy, man. We are gonna bring you over to see uh, over here to the Rams. We are gonna go get the safety for us, uh, Pro Bowl safety, uh, and, J- and Jesse Bates. Um. I want Emmanuel Mosley, but I, I got you. 49ers, I got to his first. Cool. I'm going to go to uh, Nick Needham, uh, the cornerback for the Dolphins. He is playing really solid uh, due to injury to Byron Jones, and we really see him hold his own. I just need a body, you know, be honest with you. Hopefully in the draft, one falls to us in the third round. I'm quite sure we're going to give up at least a second to get Jesse Bates. Let's just say, just throw it out there because he is a perennial pro bowler. He's a really skilled player. I, I got to address the interior. We got – we got our dude there. I'm gonna try to go with Derek Dondi from the Chiefs or Tillery. Uh, just I need that. I need that presence uh, on the defense. Oh, I gotta re-sign Leonard Floyd. So I'm sorry to talk fast, but Leonard Floyd, man, he taking up too much money. So I got about so that, so that gave me about 40 million in cap space. Now in the draft, I'm gonna go get Levis from Kentucky. I need a quarterback. You know, obviously Stafford's gonna be back in health, but let's start thinking what about the future. Have? Like I said, if we do this trade with the Detroit, oh, we're gonna have them gotcha, 18. gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay. And uh, I'm gonna go get, li- I'm gonna get Levis. I'm gonna let him, you know, sit there for a year, or he might have to start due to injury. We know how that could be with Stafford at times. And uh, and honestly, that's all we, you know, all I can do. I got, I got to get out of debt, and I gotta try to get something. We don't got no first round pick, obviously, but that's what I tried to do. What's your response to that, my young man? It's not pretty detailed as far as his moves. I got a question. Would you be interested in trading Aaron Donald? I mean, let, would mm. he go? Like, See, does he have to go? I'd be like, can he just be like, nah, I'm good? He came back for $13 million base salary. I mean, he, he's affordable, but, you know, I can't say – if I'm the GM, can we, we know they're going to do something completely different. They're going to find a way 
to get a whole bunch of superstars to try to do this one more time. But if I'm the GM, I would try to move. I would try to move him. But he came back on such a friendly deal. It's like, do I have to move him? And he already kind of gave gave me, you know, the, the leeway to kind of make other moves. That's the only thing with with trading uh, trading Arnold. You know, him and Von Miller are pretty close. You send him on up there to Buffalo, and you can, barring injury, you can damn near guarantee at least that they're going to win the AFC with, with that tandem. Let's go ahead and round it out with Arizona. What you got for us, young Vander? Cardinals. Again, I'm not familiar with his OC, so I know Joe said he's he's all about you know running the ball. But looking at this team, number one, I would I would definitely look into drafting me a, a quarterback, or I would want to bring in a veteran. Because to be honest with you, if you're trying to save games, it dep- you know what? Let's talk here. What is your goal for the year? I need to know the goals for the year for this team. Are y'all trying to compete? Are y'all trying to like maybe see what y'all could do the next year, right? I think if you're trying to compete, I will. I'm okay with bringing a veteran presence, quarterback. I'm not cool with Colt McCoy running out there for half of the season trying to win me some games. Bringing your guy. Could this be a decent spot for a Baker Mayfield? This would be a decent spot for a Gardner Minshew. He's also a free agent. Uh, this guy, he's coming from the Eagles, the defensive coordinator. He's the head coach, Gardner Minshew. He's been a starter in this league. He's shown that he can hold it in the road for a while. So I would like to see maybe a Gardner Minshew coming in here as a quarterback. I really want to get rid of James Conn. I'm sorry. I don't want to put up with the injury per se. Uh, I I really want to get rid of him. Also bringing him and pretty much pass the the torch to the guy, uh, Keontae Ingram. This is a guy that y'all kind of believed in moving forward. But I also want to bring in a veteran running back that can – you know, help him through the ranks again. Hopefully, can I interest Dal- you in Dalvin Cook? Nah, I don't need Dalvin Cook. No, okay, nah, I don't need him. I-, I will hope that maybe Dallas will release um, Ezekiel Elliott, and this would be a good landing spot for him because okay. it's going to have a good pass pro. Facts with, with the, this backup quarterback you about to bring in here to start you off. So, and also it could kind of like short yardage and you know do a one two thing with with the guy yeah. Ingram. This offensive line needs some help. They got the veteran Rodney Hudson. At center, he's getting up in age. You know, Kevin Beecham is there. We've seen him have some okay. You know, like, uh, uh, there need to be a, a shuffle of this offensive line. Uh, Decent spot for Taylor Lewan that uh, Tennessee just released? Or for sure. You going young, like like uh, a draft or a combination? Uh, I, I think you do a combination as far as the draft is concerned. These guys got a, a high draft pick. And, and uh, hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping my guy Will Anderson is there for me. What you think? You think Will Anderson will be there by the time these guys picking? I think that's going to be tough. <laughs> I think if not him, Tyler Wilson might be another name that's going to be Because there. They, they got the third pick, you know what I mean? So, I, I, oh. I, I, you know, Will Anderson is considered like the next uh, – my guy in Buffalo, you just named. Von Miller. He's like Von the Miller. next – yeah, I mean, Will Anderson, I think he's the real deal. I think he's the real deal. So, you definitely want to get that pass rushing here because that's one thing that's been missing – as of late, J.J. Watt is no longer there. And then you got this new guy. Chandler coming. Jones left too. Right. Chandler Jones is no longer there. Just go ahead and sew that up. I think that first pick, go get a Will Anderson. Now, uh, let me ask you this. With all the holes that you just mentioned that they have, mm-hmm. you don't think they'd be better off maybe selling that pick and maybe moving down to like seven, eight, nine, and then maybe getting an additional second and then a pick next year or something like that? Or do yeah. you think that Anderson is – that guy enough that you'd be better off doing that versus kind of diversifying. I, I honestly think Anderson's that dude. Me personally, this is one of the biggest uh, prospects I think we see in a while. As far as rush ends and you know just can play all over the place. Like last year we had Aiden Hutchinson and we had the kid from Georgia. He I think he's better than both of those guys. 
This is like another, if you it, like a, a bosa. How you feel about a bosa? One of them kind of guys. If you want to pass up that, then sure. Okay. But this is one of the this is the next big deal as far as guys that's going to be uh, probably chasing that sack record. I think he went through four years. His four years in college, I think he's on like he finished with over forty over forty sacks. Maybe one off from Von Miller as far as you know college career. So this is this is the guy because the defense is really really going to be the thing that keeps you afloat. They got the, the secondary sold up. They got the, one of the best safety talents in the league with Buddha and Jalen Thompson. I love that. Isaiah Simmons, he's a jack of all trade. I love that. I think this defensive mind coming in, he's going to have these guys rocking and rolling. Uh, Marcus Golden, I love him as well. They, they definitely need some corner help, though. Like, I definitely need one, one good corner. Hell, see if you can. Um, Hey, I got a good one. Zay. You talking about? Oh, nah, they might not be interested. I wonder when the guys trade in division. Like the Rams, would you trade in division with a with a team like the um because you pretty much savage your whole draft in these past years. Would you trade in division? Would you get rid of Jalen Ramsey and trade him to Arizona? The moving point would have to be a substantial draft pick and, and the Rams need help now. They have no first round pick. Right. But that's what I'm saying though. Like, third, like, though. But like no no no, not of course. But like Zay said, right? Take that that third, get more draft capital. Move back and then yeah and then and yeah, then, I, yeah. I, I, that's beautiful. Yeah, you did it that way. Trade back first and then get on the phone. I don't see why not, especially if they're willing to renegotiate. They already renegotiated with them and got the the numbers. Then that's taking cap off of my book. I, you know, I'm the GM. I take it. The issue is you're now setting yourself up to have to see that guy. That's what year I'm. That's, in, what I was, that's what I was wondering. Would they be like? Would it be interesting? You're sabotaging yourself, damn near. I wouldn't be surprised if a guy like James Bradbury end up in a spot like this. Um, even yeah. though, you know, he's coming from the Eagles, he's a free agent, and a lot of times these guys like to bring their own guys with them because uh, they know the system. And hell, why not get Javon Hargrave? What if I draft mm-hmm. Will Anderson and bring in Javon Hargrave to sort my middle? What do you think about that, Joe? I think, honestly, with this move, especially bringing somebody like uh, Bradbury as well, mm-hmm. like you said, like you, you need a presence. They had a, a corner emerge on the opposite of Trey Murphy. I forgot the guy's name. He's pretty solid. Yeah, like Mark, I said, it's Marco Wilson. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you need somebody opposite of him right. to kind of be the anchor to that uh, to that secondary. To your point, right. they got the they got Buddha and Thompson in the back. Yeah, for sure. So this team is just it's just so hard in this division, right? Because you got the 49ers, you got the Rams, and now Seattle's starting to merge. So that's why I was asking. Like, I guess it depends on where these guys want to go. Me personally, I don't like to play for the future. I don't like, like as far as like tanking in parentheses. I don't want to tank. I want to win now. You trade D Hop, see if you can get some draft capital there, and take that same draft capital and, and you know, and bring in some of this and build this defense, this this defense. But I'm definitely just trying to run the ball and play defense with this team. I, I really want to get rid of Hollywood Brown to be honest with you. I want to trade D Hop and Hollywood Brown. He just got there. I know they probably killed him on the cap if they tried that. If D Hop goes, he's not a number one wide receiver to me. I think it's just too one dimensional as far as the routes he can run. This team is it's, it's it's gonna be a work. It's a lot of work, man. Because I don't really want Kyler Murray. You see what I'm saying? So it's hard for me to, to really take this team and do something because I really don't want the guy that's there at the helm. To be honest with you, man. Looking at the, looking at everything you talked about, man. I I, I want to first go to Will Anderson. Like I think that's a phenomenal idea, man. And I'll raise your Bosa, and I'll say Micah Parsons. Like he was mm. primarily supposed to have his hands in the ground, but we saw him move a lot in space this year. I think, you know, look at Hassan Reddick, for example, who is a similar body type to Will Anderson, and he's able to do what he does. You know, he's he's so coachable, and that's one of the things that stood out. And to your point, how many sacks he's able to generate it. 
I think he had room for more sacks, but just what he did as far as getting penetration and playing gap assignment, you what can you ask for in a product coming into the NFL? I feel like with the Bears, you know how like how Travion Walker went first and we expected somebody else? The Bears is going to be one of those people. Either it's going to be Jalen Carter or it's going to be Willie Will, uh, Will Anderson, to your point. So I think that was a good call out. Hollywood, I think that was a bit that was that move didn't make sense to me as well. I'm not trying to say he's not good. I like him, but it's like you don't get somebody like him and you know you gotta pay him a bag. You know what I mean? Like he we they knew that they had to pay this man a crazy amount of money. But it's like, can he deliver as far as staying healthy? That like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Or is he that guy? Because he's a smaller guy in, in the NFL. And if you're a one-trick pony and I need you to be a big dog, I don't know. That's that's a good call out too, in regards to Hollywood. As far as quarterback, because of the offensive coordinator background being with Stefanski for so many years in that same type of offense, why not go get Jacoby Brissett, who's just become a journeyman mm. for Tua, you know, and with Tua going on, stepping in for Tua, then going into the situation playing eight games or thirteen games for the Browns. Why are you waiting for you know Murray to get better? Why not a guy like Brissett at quarterback who already knows this offense? What semblance of the offense is going to be there in place? That's what I thought about the quarterback. No, I like that. I like that call out. The reason why it's kind of hard for this team to really just put it all in play because it just got the house just got renovated. They did all these moves to fit um, Kingsbury, and now he's gone. And now that house stands, and now you got a new guy who want to redecorate. So it's like exactly. So it's a lot harder, you know what I'm saying? But the one thing that stays consistent is the defense. You can you can pretty much, you know, work that to your magic. And him being a defensive coordinator, I think he can get the guys he want to hit. But for offensively, it's going to take some some a lot of guys moving out, man. I'm not sure about that Kyler Murray contract. I want to see what's guaranteed. And he probably got another at least about two years where, you know, if they cut him, it, it won't hit him too hard. But I, I don't want him. I don't want him in my building. I just don't. The new coach, Gannon, and I don't know if this is just coach speak or what, but he said he wouldn't have taken the job if Kyler Murray or someone of his caliber wasn't there because the one thing that you can't find in most first head coaching jobs is a franchise quarterback, and he believes that he has one, and he believes that the former head coach was kind of holding him back from what he's capable of doing with the offense that he had there. So. I don't know. I mean, it sounds like they're going to try to get along, but he's not going to have the opportunity to try to make it work for quite some time in the beginning of the season due to injury. So I would almost give him kind of like a mulligan, no matter like if the year's good, if the year's bad, I really wouldn't count it against them just because there are going to be so many moving pieces. The main piece in a franchise won't be there till midseason. So that, that, that's going to be... This defense has the opportunity to be extremely good. Due to the back end, that's already good. If they can get these guys up front to get some pressure on the quarterback, they're going to make those guys on the back end look amazing. I like the linebacker and quarterback guy. I like their back end. Their defense, they just need to get to the ball, to get to the pass, the rush. So, like I say, the hard grade move, the Will Anderson moves, things like that will make that happen a lot faster. And that about wraps it up for this week. Next week, we'll deep dive into the NFC North. For now, we out.